Welcome to My Runner's Mind, where we run with gratitude towards a life of happiness and gratefulness. I'm your host, Stina Turgeon, and I believe that as runners, we're uniquely positioned to choose gratitude over negativity. Running itself is so badass, and each run offers multiple opportunities to turn a potentially negative thought or feeling into a positive one. Tune in as I'll share behind the scenes of what goes into my 12-week program, My Runner's Mind, which is mindset and spiritual coaching for women runners who know that they're ready to shift away from the shoulds and ought tos in their running routine and replace them with want and desire to live a happier and more balanced life. Are you ready? Let's go! Hi friends, welcome to My Runner's Mind. Before we start today's episode, let me ask you if you're ready to ditch the negative self-talk and get off the struggle bus. How does that sound? I remember what it feels like because I've been there too. But you know what? I found a way out and I want to share it with you through a new free resource I created. It's called Runners Ditch the Negative Self-Talk. So as someone who has experienced the frustration of those inner voices holding me back, I know how it affects our passion for running. And that's why I created this private podcast, specifically for runners like us. I'll show you how to reframe your thoughts and find true joy in your runs, as well as achieve remarkable results. The transformation is real and it's within your reach. So if you're ready to overcome self-doubt, and embrace a new mindset, then let's do this. Sign up using the link in the show notes. And let's do this together. I remember what it's like, and I'm right here with you every step of the way, ready to guide you towards a more fulfilling running journey. Now see you on the podcast. Welcome to episode 115, runner friend. Today is also episode two of four episodes that'll focus on the topic mindful running and how to cultivate presence and joy in every step. I'm excited you're here with me today. Today's episode will be about running form and optimizing your stride for a joyful run. Runner friend, how does that sound? You've heard me talk about running form a lot, especially in the last year. And if not, you can go back and check out all the episodes that are titled Running Form or Forum Focuses. So in order to talk about running form, we'll look at the essential elements of proper running form, exploring its profound impact on our overall running experience. I am excited to share some practical tips with you and techniques to optimize your running strides and prevent, help you prevent injury, and most importantly, help you enhance the joy of every single step. Recently, I stumbled upon an inspiring interview between Danny Dreyer, who's the founder of Chi Running, and you all know that I'm a certified Chi Running instructor, and the Energy Blueprint. So for over 20 years, Danny has been guiding, he's been a guiding light educating runners worldwide on the art of good running. Now, quick backstory. Chi running 
is really a hybrid version of running and Tai Chi. And an avid Tai Chi practitioner himself, Danny Dreyer, realized what an incredible impact having mindful body movement could play on running. And he also at the same time realized that having mindful body movement would translate into not just physical activities, but any intellectual activities that we're engaged in, as well as emotional activities. So it truly sets the stage for a mind, body, spirit connection. So if this is something you're looking for, keep tuning in, keep listening, okay? All right, so let's talk about how Tai Chi and running became Chi running. So the two Tai Chi principles of alignment and relaxation serve as a foundation of Chi running. Economy of motion and proper support for your movement are key principles of Chi running. Economy of motion and proper support. I'll go into these in more details. Tai Chi is known as a longevity practice, right? But what does that mean? It means that you don't want to expend more energy using a muscle than the muscle is ready to provide or more than you need because overuse then leads to fatigue. And for us runners, the two main reasons for injury is overuse, which involves muscles, and impact injury, which involves bones and joints. So Danny's advice, for instance, to getting faster is to get rid of what's slowing you down. Unlike conventional wisdom, he doesn't advocate building big muscles in order to create speed, this explosive power. Danny uses the example of Kenyans, who are renowned for being incredible runners and being fast. None of them, he says, have big muscles at all, but what they have is relaxation. One of the Tai Chi principles for economic movement, right? So Danny's motto is, don't try to build big muscles to go faster. Get rid of what's slowing you down. Now, can you guess what's slowing you down? According to him, the thing that slow you down are muscle tension, lack of fluidity, lack of fluidity in your stride, poor postural habits, and tension in your mind. End of quote. Now, notice you did not hear him say, for instance, your shoes or your lack of insole or your weak glutes. And I mention this because some of these are so common. These are such comments or things that you hear in the running communities amongst runners in order to try and improve their speed, right? Well, change shoes or insoles or lift more weight, do more glute exercises, right? And because of that, it's seriously the main reason why I embraced chi running and became an instructor myself. And I want you to see how it puts you, the athlete, back in the driver's seat if you follow some simple movement principles. Because then you can self-assess and you can improve your running form to a large extent. So I want to make sure that you understand what the foundation of distance running is and what the foundation of speed is following these principles. It all comes back to 
Can you guess it? Good form. So during, for instance, my interval run this morning, I was thinking about how to share, share the relationship between these three entities and how they relate to each other with you. And I think the easiest way is to visualize a pyramid. The biggest part of a pyramid, of course, is the foundation. And the smallest part is the apex, the tip. So imagine that you divide the pyramid into three tiers, one stacked on top of the other. The bottom tier, also the biggest tier, of course, then creates a foundation for your running. This is what you should be spending most of your focus on improving, which is your running form. Good running form is a foundation of efficient running. And it's a foundation of injury prevention too, thereby creating longevity for your runs. The next tier is distance. This means that good running form is more important than running long distances, or that you limit your distance by how far you can maintain good form. Some of you might remember me sharing from my Big Sur Marathon last year, which was 2022, if you're not listening in real time, and how I distinctly noticed that around mile 18 to 20, my form went out the window and running as a consequence got really hard, really difficult. And this is a point where you're vulnerable to running related injuries, of course. So it's not about, can you drag yourself across the finish line or threshold at home at all cost? If it comes at the cost of having run with poor form, i.e. poor posture, unlevel pelvis, overstriding, low cadence, to just name a few. And can you then guess what the top tier of the pyramid then is? The smallest part? The last part to start focusing on, in other words, if you said speed, you'd be correct. Before you start worrying about shaving time off your personal best, create your foundation of form and distance. Once you have that in place, very often, speed becomes a byproduct due to superior running form. So here's more from Daniel, what will help to get rid of what's slowing you down. It does not involve any glute workouts. And this is a quote all the time. A lot of athletes are always in fight or flight mode, which means that's our sympathetic nervous system, which responds to dangerous or stressful situations. It literally, it speeds up your heart rate. It delivers more blood to areas of your body that need more oxygen or other responses to help you get out of danger. It's really handy to have, to have, you know, your sympathetic nervous system, your fight and flight mode. If you're out running and there's a rattlesnake up ahead on the trail, AKA real danger. However, the brain cannot distinguish between real danger and perceived threats such as work deadlines, school pressures, emotional stressors, which all fuels a state of stress, chronic stress for some people, right? And so what he's saying is, is that most runners are always in fight or flight mode. And back to the quote then, 
That's how they get the job done. And they think that that's going to really get the job done. But that's why you get exhausted. And he goes on to say, imagine what would happen instead if runners could be in a more mindful state of mind, the parasympathetic nervous system, which is a system that helps you conserve energy. It slows your breathing down. And according to Danny Dreyer, you're also burning fat when you're in this system. So I want you to think about this. The way I interpret it is that really what we want to focus on when we are running is that we want to bring ourselves into a mindful state. We want to do mindful running, right? As a matter of fact, inside my Facebook group, Running Aligned Body and Mind, I talk a lot about mindfulness and running. And I even have now a, a weekly sequence that I do called Mindful Monday, where I give suggestions of how to connect with mindfulness because reality is we need to practice it. And more than likely, we need to practice it outside of running so we can bring it into running instead, right? And I think all of this just really goes to show that mindfulness is part of good running form, right? It's a shift in our mindset that it's not about just really go grind it out, right? In a, you know, go knock out these runs kind of fight or flight mode because you're just not reaping the same benefits. Instead, if you can bring in mindfulness into your run, into your life, you can reap a whole different set of, you can really optimizing your running form and your runs. So let's go back and talk about specifics when it comes to to good running form, okay? And this is this goes back to the interview between Danny Dreyer and the Energy Blueprint. So posture is important. You hear me talk about posture all the time also, and, and I'm pretty confident that you know that it all comes back to good posture, right? Posture is important because when you're standing upright, the idea is that you want to have your bones supporting your body. Remember, our focus is really always on running economy, and injury prevention, right? That's, I mean, that's really our interests as runners also, right? So good alignment, postural alignment means you're lining up your bones. Your head is centered over your torso and your torso is centered over your pelvis and your pelvis lands right over your feet. And you want to keep this alignment happening as you're moving, as you're running. So usually it runs straight. It's a straight line between your ear, your shoulder, your hip bone, and your ankle, a straight line. That's your support system. Your support system is made up of your bones that are stacked. Every time you land, you want to have your foot underneath that support system, not out in front, right? So what does good alignment look like when you're optimizing your running economy and your running stride. If you have this straight posture in a center of mass in the middle, and you let your center of mass fall slightly in front of where your feet are, where your feet are contacting the ground, you become a falling object like a tree, a tree that's just been cut down. 
So as long as your center of mass is ahead of your feet, gravity will tend to pull you over. Then all you do is cooperate with that pull of gravity. Picking up your feet to keep up with that pull of gravity, right? So instead of running straight up and down, having your, your legs and your feet out in front of you, you're changing your center of mass, you're falling forward, and you're literally just picking up your feet to keep up with the pull. So posture is important because as soon as you bend at the waist, it throws off that whole system of physics, Danny explains. And you have to resort to muscles to let it happen. It's important that just in Tai Chi, you get the most power if you move from your center. If you're throwing a punch, you move your center first. And then your arm becomes an output of your center moving. Always move from your center. And so if you're moving from that place, then all of the power comes from where the largest group of muscles is, which is your core. So an interesting fact is that everything, he explains, more distal to the core, distal meaning away from the core, gets smaller and smaller. Think about how small the toes are compared to structures above it or above them. Tai Chi relies on every part of the body to cooperate together, but only playing its relative part. So Danny's point is, if you rely on all these distal muscles and parts, it becomes an overuse injury. So how might you know if you're relying on it? Well, let me give you a tip and you can check this. The best way to see if you push off, for instance, on your toes when you run, is to run across loose gravel or sand or snow, and then go back and look at your footprint. It's very revealing because if there is a dip in the front, you're most likely pushing off with your toes. Or if there is a dip around your heel, you're definitely heel striking. And think about it, for instance, with the toes. These are muscles that are tiny rather than, for instance, lifting from the ankle, right? So remember the topic for today's episode, which was running form unlocked, optimizing your stride for a joyful run. I want you to see how using chi running, integrating all the aspects of chi running form, becomes a mindful practice. Think about what mindfulness is for a minute. It's, it's focus on the present moment, right? And so if you're keeping your mind engaged on what you're doing, you're being mindful, essentially, right? Most runners, though, run away from this when they run because they're either multitasking, listening to entertainment, or they're trying to get through the activity for the sheer object of putting a check mark after it or on their to-do list. Or, that used to be me, used to be me checking the number of calories burned on their watch afterwards, right? You know who you are. And so this is why running does not feel joyful. An easy way to tune into a run to start enjoying it is to focus on running forms. So I'm giving you a blueprint here. I'm giving you a, a, yeah, a blueprint really of how to make it more mindful and how to make it more joyful. 
Most of us, though, have never been taught actual running techniques, so we don't know. But that's not an excuse because there are techniques out there that teaches solid running form, really like a system. And qi running form is one of them. And then you learn specific things to focus on. They're called focuses. It's really not a, it's really no different than if you wanted to take up golfing. I'm sure you would get some lessons. Or if you wanted to take up, you know, playing any other sport, if you wanted to take up swimming, you'd probably get some lessons also, right? And once you have the lessons, once you have the understanding that, for instance, chi running is made up of form focuses, you start tuning in to these things as you're running. Your posture, for instance, like I was mentioning, or your arm swing, maybe your cadence. So I also want you to understand that it's not a matter of whether, as you're tuning in, whether you did something right or wrong, right? It's not about beating yourself up that, oh, I wasn't falling. I was leaning from the waist and said, well, and then go into, you know, a cycle of negative self-talk. No, just like learning to meditate and noticing that all the thoughts come in when you try and sit down and meditate, you focus on learning to release these thoughts over and over again without judgment. Chi running is the same. But putting your attention on a form focus, for instance, your posture, while you're out running, and then just focus on your posture for a few minutes and notice if you're in alignment. And then a little bit later, you come back to a focus, your posture, for instance, and you adjust and so forth. It gives your mind a direction, right? You can tune, you can redirect your mind that otherwise would always be off somewhere else. It has been a game changer since implementing chi running both mentally and clearly physically also. Running just feels good. So runner friends, are you ready to embrace chi running and unleash the full potential of your strides by becoming more mindful runners? I truly believe that we can unlock the true joy of every run. So let's hit the trails or track or the road with an inspired mindset, focusing on our form and experience the joy of running like we never have before. So before we sign off, runner friends, if you're eager to learn more about chi running and how to optimize your stride for a joyful run, I'm here to help. Feel free, shoot me an email. I'll link it below. Whether you have questions, you need guidance, or you want to explore this mindful approach further, I'd be thrilled to connect with you. Run well, be well. And remember, runner friend, the path to a joyful run starts with a single step. Oh, and your email, of course. All right, I'm looking forward to hearing from you guys. So if running is our practice ground and we can turn every experience into fuel, then we can transfer it to the rest of our life and positively impact our whole world. Just one run at a time.